1: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and
2: welcome to another episode of the phone. I'm Ope. And Danny's. Irish, and Rose. Now... We've got a lot to discuss in terms of the previous week and what's been going on. We are recording this on Thursday night. I have literally got my phone next to me and the final whistle has just blown about a minute ago uh, to finish the Liverpool-Chelsea game. I'm going to go into that first because I know Ammo is very raw and it's always nice to get a bit of raw reaction. Um, so Ammo, obviously we were watching that, we were texting each other through it, getting ready for the pod. What, what did you make of that? You said in the last pod that you thought that it had a drawer written all over it. Hasn't finished like that. What What? What did you make of Liverpool's play there?
0: Get your wee bleep, bleep thing ready, Danny. Um, <laughs> hello, everyone. Um, honest to God, I mean, what happened, you could see happen. There was absolutely nothing in that game to give me any hope whatsoever. Um, possession wasn't many football matches. Didn't create a lot. Um, I see a lot of people question Klopp. Like, what are you doing? Bring the top goals. Go off in the Premier League. We've had an absolute awful season. And he's bringing Salah off in sixty minutes. Like what's all that mm-hmm. about? Um, okay, to bring Jotter on, fair enough. And I do I think the Ox, Ox deserves to be the team because he, he's been fit for a while now. And he's just not been playing. I, I don't get it. Kite come on, played well today. He, he could have come on. Um, what went wrong, Danny? On my opinions on it, I just I think we're at the stage now where you can blame the injuries, you can blame the no fans, you can blame the confidence, you can blame all these things. But something different has got to happen. The only thing I can think of now is change some players. That's all I can think of. For me, Quebec's not good enough. Okay, he's, he's young and it's early days, but for me, not good enough. Thiago, mate, we 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 discussed Thiago about a month ago, mm. and you sat on one side of the argument, and I sat on the other side. Like, he's done nothing. Yeah. You know, I'll give him 100% for endeavor. I'll give him 100% for he's trying, and I mean, what he's won and stuff that speaks for itself. But I mean, for me, a, a player of that age, who's won what he's won, you can't just come in and kind of just expect to kind of start every week. And from what I gather, he's, he's our top earner. You mm-hmm. know, he's, he hasn't done nothing for me to, obviously we miss Henderson, we miss Van Dyke. you know, Um genie has been below par. I don't understand why Milner's on the bench, because he's probably after after Hendo and Van Dyke. he's probably our leader. And, ugh, I I don't see Genie as a leader, like to be honest with you, know, Um Salomani and Firmino again. I mean, I've been a big Firmino finally played great against Sheffield United to come on but he was quiet tonight. Um Mane, equally so uh, the chances that he was fluffing there, a couple of chances Mani had, you know, they're they're the chances that we were scoring last season. I Danny, I don't know, mate. I don't know what to say, except for it's times right now I wish we didn't do a podcast because I'm sitting there and I'm just like what what's just to analyze? We kept the ball loads. Chelsea got us on the counter with a couple of long balls because our defense isn't good enough or fast enough. And before the game, you could have predicted it. During the game, we could see it happening. And after the game, not one of us is one bit shocked. And anyone that watches Liverpool Football Club as often as we do, and anyone that's a football fan can see it happening. My phone is going nuts next to me because all, all the United fans have come out to woodwork. And <laughs> it's just ugh. all I can say is if this this was my United, now I'll be laughing my head off. I would be laughing my head off. Yeah. Because we we know. There's a, say, there's a saying in an island, Northern Ireland, that we live in. Take your oil. And that's what we're having to do at the moment. Mm. Um, there's, no, there's, no, there's no excuses no more. We're just not good enough. Um, there's a severe lack of confidence in this team. Um, there's underperformers. There's injuries. There's no fans. There's so many decisive factors. But for me, for me personally, if I was Jürgen Klopp... Now, there's people calling for Klopp. That Ridiculous. If I was here and Klopp now, Fulham, on, I think, Sunday... Um, I would be just turn, change them crowd. I'd be throwing that behind him at Chamberlain, um, Fabinho. I, 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 let me ask you just Danny on. You haven't had a chance to say yours, but it's one thing bringing Fabinho into central defence because he had a few good games there. But there's no player in our squad like Fabinho because what happens in, in my opinion, and this is just me kind of breaking it down. And I don't want to go on all night about just one thing, but I want to ask your opinion on it.
1: Mm.
0: When you've got a really compact um system where we're going side to side, backwards, backwards, side to side. we're um, relying on a bit of magic for nothing free. What I noticed with Fabino when he's in midfield, he would get the ball on maybe in a half turn or the halfway line, and he would play a forward pass that you just you don't get with Genie. You don't, you know, Tiago was coming for that, but he's not really been doing it. Um and Jones isn't that type of player. And Fabino was playing these passes that were kind of they were taking out a few players. And it just created us to maybe be on the front foot a little bit quicker. And when you put Fabinho in central defence, you lose that. Yeah. And he's you know he's making these passes now on the eighteen yard box, not on the halfway line. And you make a pass like that on the halfway line. Sometimes you are players like what I call it, call it semi through. So they're not through on goal, but they might be through one or one more defender to cross in or all you know, these little type of things that Fabinho could unlock the door. Yeah. Um, and I just, there's definitely an issue with the midfield. What do you think, Danny? Because I'll go on all night. I just want to kind of maybe get a punch back and punch it, really. <laughs> I know.
2: It's, it is so hard. I think there's a million things. And that's the problem is that normally you can look at a team and you can look if a if team are on a bit of a slump and you can think, right, that's what's wrong with the team. That's what needs to be fixed. But unfortunately, I think there is potentially. Seven, eight, nine different things wrong with the team at the minute, and and it's just it's so difficult and it's so hard to see whether it be that as you said we're not playing players in the right positions for Fabinho in a game like that. We remember seeing him in games like that. We remember seeing a strike against Man City last season. Um, he makes those passes and he plays those balls as you said that just unlock the door. And you've seen him a few times tonight. One of the things I love about Fabinho. Is that he gets the ball and he's on his toes and he starts running forward, and it and it gives you that excitement that something's going to start happening and the and we're starting to press the other team. You see him do that uh, this evening a few times, especially in the second half. He gets the ball, he runs past the player, and then you see he has that moment where he goes, yep. "Oh crap, wait, there I'm meant to be centre back." And he plays a little pass, and then he moves back yes. to where he's meant to be. Where if he was in midfield, you wouldn't have got that. He'd have made another ten yard run before trying to play a through ball or trying to play a pass out. And yeah, you do you lose that because Genie is a, is a safe player. He, he he guards the ball really well. You know that you're not losing possession when Jeannie's got the ball. Um, but generally he's a safe player, and and that's what that's what we've seen tonight it was a team that even when we were one 0 down, was still playing safe football playing it across that back line. Kabak is another one. Like I don't think I've seen Kabach barely play a forward pass the entire time he signed for us. He is always just... There was one point where Robertson played the ball to him, made a run forward, the defender chased him, and Kabak had the, ta- the chance to be able to go forward and make up 10 or 15 yards. He waited for Werner to come towards him and then turned and just played it sideways to Fabinho. And you were going, what's the point in that? In a game where we're losing 1-0 and we need players to take the initiative and run at the team, why are you just waiting to play a safe ball? And they're more worried about making mistakes than what they are about actually playing good football and taking those risks and taking those chances. And it's just, it's so hard. And I think there's a lot to be answered for I think... The club, the Klopp out shouts is ridiculous. I think anyone that, that's, watched, that's watched Liverpool over the last four years cannot turn around and say our oh, Klopp needs to be out because he's played half a season with half of his first team starting and and isn't winning games. It's ridiculous. But at the same time, I said in a pod last season when we were talking about transfers and things like that, one of the things about Klopp is that Klopp is a happy manager. He is joyful. He loves having good team harmony and loves having good team bonds. And we said about the fact last season, I remember listening to it actually a couple of weeks ago, uh, the one of the things we said is that Klopp won't bring in competition because of the fact that he likes the harmony within a team. And to be mm. honest, that's part of our downfall this season is that when we've suddenly got injuries and we've had our first team out, we've got no one of a decent quality to replace them. Well, can I put in that. there?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I get I get what you're saying. I understand it. They, there's valid points, and they're not arguing. With it. But there's me tonight, right? So our midfield starting for it was Curtis Jones, Genie, and and Thiago. Mm. Okay, Thiago's getting about a mil, half a million pound a week. You know, yeah. Genie has doing a solid player for Liverpool, and Curtis Jones is obviously a, a scouter. And he's you know he got he got the great goal against Sheffield United, and I don't think he can really pin a foot wrong on Curtis Jones. But on that bench, you've got Naby you've got Naby Cater, you've got Oxley Chamberlain, and you've got James Milner. And for me, against Fulham now, he's got to change it up completely. I don't think he will, but he's got to change it up. Okay. Naby's coming back from injury, but he's been back from injury for a week. He's had a game. Um yeah, so an appearance. Ox has been playing half an hour and not playing for three weeks, and playing half an hour and not playing for three weeks. the there's something seriously wrong there. Don't know if it's attitude on the training pitch, I don't know if it's He's trying to get him in slow. I don't know what it is. And then Milner, I mean, he's been in out the team injury, but, you know, up until maybe three or four weeks. So he's playing 90 minutes a lot. For me, something's got to change. And for me, games like tonight where it's just not working, I I, I see him bringing Milner on 10 minutes ago and I'm like, what's the point? You know, Shaqiri, he had a little run done all right. He's not been looked out since. Chota for me, has got to start. I'm going to Fulham. Got to start. Um, He was bright when he came on, but as I say, you can tell he was never going to like the world of life being out for so long. Um, maybe bringing Salah off. I mean, what do you think about bringing Salah off? Like, there was clearly no injury. You're seeing Salah's reaction. Is that, was that like to try and get him angry for next game? Or I thought Salah was probably out the front three up until that point, in my opinion. probably our better player, best player. I mean, why'd you bring, like Jamie Carragher said in commentary, you're looking for goals and you bring the top goal scorer in the Premier League off. Like, yeah. Was it pre planned? What's all that looked like, Danny?
2: I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, does it? And to be fair, I was shocked myself when I seen Salah's number go up. I was thinking, why is he bringing Salah off? Mane barely had a sniff all night. Firmino, again, just didn't really look at the races. To be fair, as it got towards the end of the second half, Firmino looked a lot brighter and he played that like great, um, getting the ball past Azpilicueta and whipping the ball into the box. Um, he was starting to play a lot brighter. But for me, like out of the three watching them, Firmino or Mane was a far more... Easier choice, even just based on the season. Salah has been the only one this season that is scoring goals out of, out of nowhere. So, so why bring him off? It, it didn't, it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Annie,
0: I, I know, like we're, we're trying to dissect um, a, a team that are just falling apart, and it's so hard because I, I can't, I can't explain it. But like, I suppose the best way to say it, if Liverpool are like a bunch of grapes, and you just start the grapes and they just drop everywhere in hmm. different bunches. Like where would you start? And this is where we're at. You know, there's only so many times you can discuss that. But I think we have to start looking at something a bit different now. And I think what we really need to look into is just a severe, severe lack of confidence. Mm. What, what what you could argue is that Jürgen Klopp on it and his best, you know, Jürgen Klopp's best attributes is he's getting a Geny Wijnaldum, you know, who's solid Premier Premier League player, Manny, who's you know. Very good Premier League player, but he's making money into a world class player. He's making album. who's a solid Premier League player, into you know, a, a class midfield player. Trent on Arnold, you know, he brought him through and made him probably the best right back in the world at one stage. Same yeah. with Robbo. Um, now the only proven quality that was supposed to be was Van Dijk and Alisson. And could you argue that maybe because Klopp has lost his spark? That he's not giving that spark onto the boys. If if, that, if that's making does that make any kind of sense to you? We're looking at the injuries. We keep discussing that. We're looking at there's no fans. We keep discussing that. We're looking at the front three just aren't quite firing. All mm. these things are obvious, and we don't need to keep repeating them. But do you think that these little extra five or ten percent out the players that Klopp was getting? Do you think he's just not getting it now because of him? Or do you think there's something else? What's happening?
2: Possibly, and, and I suppose that's what I was hinting at before. Is the Klopp is a, is a happy manager and he likes harmony. So when we're suddenly going through a situation where we are struggling and where there's a lot of sort of anxiousness and animosity in the team, and you can imagine that is filtering onto the training ground and with all the staff and everything. I I don't think Klopp handles that situation well. He likes a harmonious dressing room. He likes a harmonious squad. We've seen it at Borussia Dortmund. He came in, he he lit the world on fire with Borussia Dortmund. And then the season after, they dropped massively and Klopp didn't ever really recover. And then he came to Liverpool and it was a new start and it was fresh and everything was exciting again. And he kind of created that harmony within itself. The the worry that you've got is that can, can Klopp bring it back? Can Klopp bring back that harmony? And I, I think he's got the best chance of doing that at Liverpool because not many clubs have the option that at the end of the season you're potentially going to be bringing back the greatest centre back in the world right now in back yeah. into that squad. That's got, that's going to give everyone a lift, and, and he's got that. He knows he's got that in his back pocket. Um, but I I think, and I'll stand by what I said was it in the last pod or the one before. I, I think give it if Klopp stays around especially give it three seasons and most of the players you're seeing on the pitch right now won't be playing for Liverpool anymore there's got to be a huge change up there for something to to materialise
1: yeah.
0: to get that back i agree yeah i agree but what I'm, what what's bugging me is like the last maybe i don't know 10 games or up 10 games which is last 10 12 games has been our worst patch as liverpool fans in years yeah but it hasn't changed both. He's changed he's put he's changed centre back pins because he's had to. But we could have picked that team tonight.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you know? And I think it's a mistake. I don't know if Phil Phil uh not Phil was in the squad tonight, so I don't know what's going on there, but um for me it would have been a, a no brainer to play him centre back and pro for being in midfield. Yeah. Give give the young lad a bit of confidence, you know. Um I if just you- it's I his greatest strength that. and
2: his greatest downfall, isn't it? Suppose with Klopp is that he trusts his players, and we've seen that with with Salah, Mane, Firmino. He trusts his players. He loves his players. He has a he has he's always had a lineup we we said about the the title run season last season, the season before that as well. Is that you could have picked his team every week because he had that harmony. He, he has faith in his players, and I think to be I think to be fair, to a certain extent, he's keeping that faith, and he's like. I'm gonna keep picking you because I know you can do it. Come on, boys! I know you can get it. And the problem is, is that they're just not doing it. So it's, it's a hard one for them. It it's one of them, them because play.
0: again, we'd be Fulham on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is. Like it's, it's still not. On, it's like it's not a game changer. Because, like we were discussing before we went on air. You know, it's it one step, two steps forward and two back. But uh, Sheffield United, it wasn't even. Sheffield United won about three games all season do you know what I mean like, it's not even like <laughs> if you weren't beating them you know you'd you give up like honest to God <laughs> um, like them? Yeah well this is the thing isn't it uh, he's right because it's like you know I think we're, we're sitting what we normally do is we discuss one game the other game and I think it's kind of right, right it's kind of fitting that we're just discussing both games in one ear because we're so kind of frustrated and, and angry but there's for me now, as Liverpool fans, okay it's just football. We need to stop looking at excuses. We need to start looking at change and problems. Jurgen Klopp is a world class manager. He's one of the best managers in Liverpool's history. We love him. You know, he, he's just he's just a great guy. But there is an argument, and I'm not saying get with him. So you know, people listening, don't be don't be getting on my back over it because um, we're getting more feedback never now, which is just a bit overwhelming. But there's a there's an argument to be said that maybe he's achieved what he can at Liverpool mm. and like you've mentioned Dortmund um, does it take a fresh head to come in and develop a team and that's kind of how football works like look Guardiola like, Liverpool more or less pushed them to the last minute of the season two seasons ago then we won it last season by, and we absolutely tonked them and it looks like this season Man City doing that with us but Guardiola had a chance to like change players around and create a different system you know with like no number nine and uh, everyone do, who loves football is, knows what I'm going on about mm. but it's clocked the man to do that um, if he can't get the extra five ten percent out he likes you on albums and your Femenios and Mane's if he can't do that at the moment can he do that again obviously he can but there's definitely an argument that needs to be said that maybe he's took them as far as he can go and it's just a case of hoping that we get a run back and we start firing again the same way. Um football develops. We've watched football since, you know, our youth and we remember that the, the Premier League and from even the Premier League from when we were youth, you know kids to where we are now, it's changed. So has he got to change his ways, Danny? I don't want to start having about Klopp, but do you think I, mean, I think the, the easy way to put this is a simple question is you keep backing Klopp when we all will back Klopp. But I'm making the argument do you think Jürgen and Without having done it before, is definitely one hundred thousand billion percent the man that can change the tides. Or do you think maybe a Stevie G coming in? dare I say it, could be a better shout?
2: It's it's a hard one, and this is where the debate comes in. For me, for me, it's Klopp all day, and I'm gonna and I'd stick with Klopp only because of the fact that yes, maybe bringing in Stevie G would change the dressing room and it would lift people a little bit. But but what are we getting? what are we getting once they're lifted? Once we're lifted, we're getting a, a youthful manager that's lifted the dressing room, but but then how's he going to move them forward? For me, when the dressing room is up and when everyone's on a high, there's no manager in the world who can lead a team like Jürgen Klopp when a team is up and when a team is good. So it, it's, it's a case of, as a Liverpool fan at the minute, hoping that... The injuries, once the players come back, it revitalises the team a little bit. Maybe bringing someone in in the summer will sort of give that boost and give that lift, giving the players a little bit of time off during the summer will help just to refresh them a little bit and will bring them back. Because once that happens and they come back, and if they are lifted and high after a good preseason, season for, for me, no one's going to lead that team better than Jürgen Klopp. There's no manager in the world that can, that can do what Jürgen Klopp does with a team that is... Flying, even Pep, Pep has said, uh, and I've, I've spoken about how much I like Pep before. And I like his managerial style. Um, I'd probably like his more than anyone. I like the the competition element, the fact that he brings in two players at every position and forces the yeah. team to fight. But but even Pep, you, you see it at Man City. Even even Pep Guardiola can't lift a team like Jurgen Klopp can. He can't unite a, a fan base to the team as much as Jurgen Klopp can. So. For me, and, and Liverpool, even in general, Liverpool have never been a team that have dropped a manager, like, so quickly. So, for me, Jürgen Klopp has got to stay. You've got to, after everything he's done at Liverpool, everything he's done for this club, from where we've been, for all the sort of fickle fans that are shouting Jürgen Klopp out who don't remember where we were <laughs> five years ago to where we are now, you, you've got to, if the guy is due, we'll say, we spoke last week about Firmino and the fact that we've got to, give him a little bit of a chance to be able to reinvigorate himself because of what he's done for the club in the past. In comparison, for me, you know, to Jürgen Klopp and what he's done for that club, you've yeah. got to yeah. give him another season to rectify what he's what's
0: going on. Can I him. just say, by the way, I, I agree, I just, uh, kind of it's a discussion point, isn't it? Okay. Which is really beyond comprehension compared to where we were last season, even three months ago. Thing, like we were top of Christmas. Yeah. We're in the FA Cup, we're in the Champions League, you know, um, and let's not forget that we still got the Champions League. You know, that could get us a little bit of kind of what I say, a little bit of success. But winning the Champions League would be unbelievable. It's it doesn't doesn't seem possible right now, does it? Um, but yeah, Danny, I, I agree with you. Jurgen yeah, Klopp is the man. I, I you know, it's not us being loyal or stupid. He, he, there's no better man to lead the team. And when in, no injured players do come back, it, there's definitely a case to be argued that. We could go back to the way we were you know, and raise different levels with a few additions. But in the meantime, that's what we're in at the moment. We're in yeah. the meantime, we're in the kind of now and the hard times. And it's just getting like five to three to Anfield. That's, that's just mate, It's never happened. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah.
2: As, as they said on the stats before, from the 27th of December, we've had five losses, two draws. It, it's just... It was unthinkable in November and even the start of December to think that we'd be in this position right now because when we we're, were flying and beating teams apart from the Aston Villa result. So it's a hard one to take and I know why people are asking the questions and I know why people are starting to complain because that's what football's like and, and football is a game of opinions. So I, I totally understand why people are questioning Klopp and questioning the team and, and all these different things. But I think we've just got to be patient and just see what happens. As I said, Football fans can be fickle, ourselves included, is that we can sit there and say, oh, Klopp's, Klopp's not the man to lead us forward. Klopp's this, Klopp's that. Tell you what, if if we suddenly in the summer bring Van Dijk back, bring Gomez back, the midfield goes back to normal, Thiago starts fired, and then we bring someone in like Mbappe, nobody will remember these conversations because the team will be flying again. Whether that happens, I don't know. But that, that's the reality of it, is that it's a fickle game. Like,
0: and he had dipped, dipped into into before. Tiago with Like, come on. He's played at Barcelona, he's played at Bayern, Munich, he's won Champions League, he's won Bundesliga, he's won La the leaguers, done everything, there's nothing. He comes to Premier League and you know, he's give away super free kicks. Mm. He, he gets out muscled off the ball. Kind of he, he works hard, he does, like you can't argue with his work, right? But, I mean, Jake Spearham worked hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know. Working hard is the minimum what you should do, and I, I just don't. Uh, for me, it's like I'm sitting there. Why are you bringing Milner on 10 minutes ago? Like when you got Shakiri on the bench, like what's oh, all that about? Tighter on the bench, but like I'm sitting there thinking, well, at least he's gone off. I'm happy that he's gone off, yeah. And it's like I'm not, I don't like being like that with players, but for me, he's done absolutely nothing, and he all this given time, different systems when they have Fabinho and Henderson beside and yada yada. But you know what? At the end of the day, look at Steven Gerrard, one of the greatest ever players that's played for Liverpool. Oh, he played in some awful teams and he, his class still his, his class still shone. You know? Um, Thiago's class, if he's got it or whatever, it's not shone. Just tell me what you think of him, Danny, because at the moment, for me, he's just, he's had nothing. Absolutely nothing apart mm-hmm. from um, hope that we, he could be good, but like at 29 years of age and you've won everything, should you be? Should we be hoping that he's good, or would you bring maybe a chitin? in the, okay, he's injury prone, but he, he showed glimpses of, of greatness. You know, Oxley Chamberlain again, like he's been fifth for right? ages now. We don't talk about him because he's been that injured that much that you like. You forget about the ox sometimes, but last season for party was brilliant, and like Oxley Chamberlain sit on the bench last month. And and you've got Thiago coming unless it's in his contract he has to play certain lots of games I don't know but I mean he's been shocking well, honestly tell me the, what you think because for me if you say anything other than poor I'll be shocked <laughs> and I've
1: tried
2: to back I've tried to back him as much as I could over the last few weeks and we know that on the pod that I've said about foreign players adjusting to new new countries and new playing styles and all the rest of it but the the difficulty was tonight. The, and is the whole reason why I can't back him is the fact that the least that you would expect from a player of Thiago's standard is for him to do the simple things really 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 well and he didn't do that tonight as as passing was, was way below par. He slowed down the game so much. His actual through balls, he, he maybe made one in three. His tackling, like, and that's one thing I have said about is that his tackling is shocking for someone that's meant to be a defensive midfielder. It, so he it, it was hard to watch tonight because, as I said, the least you would expect, even for a team that's adjusting, you look at, at Timo Werner, I think the one thing that we can be, the one positive that we can take out of this game is the fact that we never signed Timo Werner in the summer because he's awful. But even as a striker who knows that he's not playing well, he held the ball up, he played the passes, he'd done the simple things well. And that's the, the minimum of what you expect from a top player. And Thiago just didn't do that tonight, so he was he was poorly.
0: Well, there you go. So we've discussed Jürgen Klopp. We've discussed certain players you know, not being good enough. We've discussed the confidence. We've discussed so many things. Um, Here's another discussion point and I know we've got to move on to Fulham and Leipzig which is a little bit of positive to look about but I mean is the an argument to be said Now, just change tactics completely play something different play four four two, play four five one. I mean I heard it in commentary tonight Liverpool's tactics and with the way we've played over the last let's say three years let's say three solid seasons has, has, has literally been this simple we've kept it simple keep the ball as, as, as often as we can the more possession we'll have and eventually uh, Salah, Mane or Firmino will win the game for you. Um, and then the odd time, you know, different occasions, Van Dyke's come up for a header or Henderson's come up with the odd goal. Um, Curtis Jones and another games, you know, there's been a few few players that have chipped any in there but more often than not, it's been the front three. Mm. Do you think that that's the right tactics here in at the moment or do you think you Klopp should be going right? Okay, well, Let's not get beat. Let's keep it solid. Um, you know, potentially play Milner in midfield alongside maybe. Ugh, I don't know, <laughs> Thiago. I don't know, but is this four three three working? Because for me right now, it's not.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with you. We said, didn't we, weeks ago? We said that the Liverpool had been found out, and then since then, obviously, the boys at Sky Sports and BT and all that all listen to this podcast, and they've all started saying the same thing. Um, so, we, we, we've we known for weeks that the pull have been found out now, and uh, all teams that we're coming up against are sitting in two bags of four, and they're just saying, come at us. And if we're going to go into to games like Fulham, and games like the Leipzig game, which is a little bit different, because we're 2-0 up on aggregate, and we'll get into that in a bit. But if we're going to go into to Fulham and other teams like that, thinking to ourselves, well, we'll play the way we normally play, and if we get a draw, at least we're getting something. Uh, that's... For me, that's already a losing mentality and we might as well not even bother. You, you've got, for me, you've got to change stuff up at this point, whether it be play three at the back and play five across the midfield, whether it be like sticking two up front and like sort of packing the midfield in the middle or whatever. I don't know, but I think we've got to do something different to shake it up because Fulham will have been training all this week knowing exactly
0: what to expect out of Liverpool. Well, they got a draw, didn't they? They got a draw against us last time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they know what that. That's kind of when things start to go wrong. Um, I just don't know. For me, I agree. I, we need to change something. Up. For me, I'd be probably going solid four four two and packing the midfield. You know, I would probably throw maybe. I don't know. It's hard because it does manager? You're getting the sense out of like money and, uh, and Salah, you know, and Firmino. But like, you could you could could you play money and Salah on the wings and. I don't know. Maybe chotter them for me in the upfront. Could you do that? I don't know. It's difficult, but I mean, if I was Liverpool manager, come the weekend and I was playing Fulham, um, half that team wouldn't be playing. And it's all right saying that you know injuries. I'm sick and tired of mentioning injuries and hearing about injuries. Like we all know it. There's still players on that pitch that uh, more than good enough to win games or at least get a point against Chelsea. Chelsea aren't nothing special. That's why the manager got sacked 10 games ago. And all, all Tom tools come in and he's just made them hard to beat. And he's, you know, not many players team to score against them. And then they get the odd goal, like what they've done tonight. You know, look at all the results. They've not threw anyone away. They beat Athletic and we did 1-0. They beat us 1-0, 0-0 against United. Southampton was 1-1. You know, they're not killing teams. They're just getting the odd goal because they're solid. they're hard, getting, they're hard to beat. And that's what Liverpool, not at the moment, we're just not hard to be, because we, you know, we keep the ball very well. We keep the ball probably as good as any team in the world still, but keeping the balls and winning football matches doesn't, you know. Exactly.
2: So, well, that's what we're going to get on to and we're going to discuss next. We're going to take a quick, a quick break first, um, but we're going to come back. We're going to discuss the Thank Fulham you. game. We're going to discuss the Leipzig game, and discuss potential formations, how we think they're going to go, and hopefully be looking into something a little bit positive in the week at the moment. So thank you so much for listening to.
1: Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk.
0: Welcome back, folks, to Ammo and Danny's Irish Irish Anfield Road. Road. Well, yeah, we were discussing in the first half there about... um, Chelsea and Sheffield United, and to say we just kind of went off. I did a wee bit. So sorry about that, but I mean it's so frustrating. We uh, we record this podcast on a Thursday evening, obviously because we we have our commitments with Strabam Red Online on a, on a Friday um, evening and Saturday morning. Plus, obviously, the football comes in. There's very few games on a Thursday evening, but for some reason with COVID this season, we're mad. We have played so many games on a Thursday evening, so you have to excuse. Um, particularly myself. We are raw, literally right after the game, so mm. it's hard. You don't have time to reflect or sleep on it, so it's hard. But now that we've had a little a discussion and we've got it out of our system, um, well, for me, I have anyway, Danny. Um, I don't know about you. We've got <laughs> Fulham at the weekend. Um, we've discussed it previously um, there that they took. I um, was kind of the start of the bad run a wee bit. Um, they, took, they took two points off us in the last game. Um, how do you see this going, Danny? Um, what weapons do you think Fulham have got? And they are out the out the three teams, Sheffield United, um Fulham and I think the other one slips me around or West Brom. Do you think that they're the most likely to come out of out the bottom three? And they have got something to fight for, and they'll take confidence from us basically playing you know, awful.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, as I said Fulham lost Fulham lost again tonight, one 0 against Spurs. Um, I, I to, to be honest, I said a few weeks ago that I think the bottom three that is there now is the bottom three that is going to be there at the end of the season, and I think I stick by that because they just they don't really have much. I think when you're looking for your main player in Fulham to be probably Loftus Cheek, you're thinking to yourself, have they really got enough to get out of it? I think Scott Parker, uh, I think is doing the best that he can, but I just don't think he's got the team to be able to actually get that team out of relegation. Um so yeah, for me I think we should, it, it's a game that we have got to win, obviously, but it's it's a game that I think we really should be winning. Even with the team that we've got, um their, their main striker Mitrovic isn't really getting goals. For me, he's past it in terms of his age. Um but they're they're just not doing it and they're not getting the goals this season them. So for me they're a team that we need to be really going at. And really trying to get that confidence up and get a result with, but at the same time, we said that about Sheffield United—they were lower down than Fulham, and and we <laughs> yeah. didn't exactly we didn't exactly cover ourselves. We we got we won two 0 but we didn't exactly cover ourselves in glory. Um, so yeah, I can see us winning the game. I can't see it being real clear and being a 3 4 0 job, but but I can see us seeing it out. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm worried, man. I think Fulham have a bit more quality than Sheffield United. I know you say you don't want to pin your hopes on the likes of Mitrovic and um and oh his name passed me the lad guy loaned from Chelsea. Uh, oh, what's his cheap. name? Loftus Cheek. But like they've got like that Luckman player, some player. He's mm. he's brilliant. He's got pace about him. Loftus Cheek, and in in, in in times I've seen him, was actually a really good footballer. Um, Mitrovic has been an out the team and stuff, but he creates problems and. You know, for me, it all goes down to Liverpool because when if we, if we turn up and we play our best, we win the game. But when was the last time we played our best? Yeah. I don't remember. So it, it's kind of difficult to. Um, it's a difficult one to predict. I just don't know. I mean, <sighs> we've got a lot to fight for. We. It's just at the stage now where like we just please don't get beat. It's awful. Like we're saying that against Chelsea. Chelsea good team and our, our top four challenges, but. If you get beat against Fulham, just give just give up, man. It's just a, they're, 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 they're all right, but like we've got players out on loan that are probably that would probably walk into their first team, yeah. and that that's that's a difference in goals. But that's football. Then they if football was easy to predict and football was given, you know, people wouldn't be listening to us because there'd be no debate, there'd be no talking points, there'd be no one, there'd be nothing to talk about at all except for like, okay, well, Liverpool won that game. You know, the football's not like that. And uh, I just I just worry because I feel that against Sheffield United, it couldn't get worse than if we got beat by them. But Fulham are a team with quality, so it's a team like that could get a goal. I think, personally, I'm not saying they've got quality if they like see a Chelsea's or Everton's as such, but like they do have more quality than Sheffield United, for me. Yeah. And um it's a, a game we could get beaten. I just hope that we don't. That's to have a score prediction, manny. I would probably go for let's say two on Liverpool, but that's just me throwing numbers around for the sheer take of it. It's mm. uh, it's so hard to predict at the moment. Um I just hope that we uh, we go a couple of goals ahead so there's no panicking because I just unless we go two or three goals up at the moment, I just think we're gonna lose the game or draw the game and uh, going behind is just not an option. What what, what do you think? What's your kind of score prediction, Danny?
2: It's so hard to to think of how we're going to get on. I I would just love to see a big change in Liverpool in that game against Fulham. I'd love to see them change things up a little bit, maybe start with Salah and Jota, both up front and maybe play a a flat four, like you were saying. One of the things that we've always done is played the 4-3-3 because the, the front three have been so strong in terms of the goal ability, and also it gives... Robertson and Trent the the chance to be able to bomb up and down the pitch and to be able to get the assists, but but they're not providing the assists this season and the strikers aren't providing the goals, so why not make Robertson and Trent sit back and defend for the game maybe put um, Mane and Shakiri on the wings yeah. and put two midfielders in and stick Salad and Jota up front who you know can get goals if we had done something like that, I'd like to think that we would maybe ride it out of 2-0 Maybe if we brought in the likes of uh, uh, Rhys Williams back into the team or Nath Phillips back in the centre back, and just took the risk of playing Fabino in midfield, like what are you going to yeah. lose? Because right now we're not gaining anything we lose. We're them yeah. back there. So so get him in there in the midfield, take the chance, take the risk, spice it up a little bit, and I, I think we can. I think we should. We should win it no matter what the lineup is. I, I, I'm going to go for two nil. And I'd like to think that we can do the same job as what we've done against Sheffield, but we've just got to we've just got to be more convincing in the win, and that's that's what the fans are looking for—is not necessarily results, but but something that we can hold on to and be convinced by that Liverpool are at least trying to turn it around at the minute.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, it is a crisis at the moment. It is. It is a crisis. Um, and speaking of two and um, we've got Leipzig uh, midweek then, mm. uh, which is probably a little bit of joy to, to look at. Um, and I think over the last couple of weeks and months we've discussed in the podcast, so let's hope that we come back to two, two victories. And I think this week, um, leading to next podcast next week, would be our best chance against Fulham and Leipzig. But 2-0 up. It looks like the second leg is going to be played again at the same venue um, in Hungary, I think. all Budapest, Stockholm, wherever it was played. I think it's going to be played there again, um, it looks like it, because travel restrictions in Germany. Um, in the first leg, Danny, I mean, it was a professional performance, um, but we, you know, we had a few little scares, and um, it was kind of two of their mistakes that kind of made us win. Really, you know, the Salah and Mane goals were kind of very similar. Um, they're going to come into this game, Danny. Aren't you thinking? Yes, Liverpool to be got her. Um That they've got quality in the team. That they're definitely going to come at us, and um, it might suit us. Mightn't it, done actually in a weird kind of way, but us soaking a bit of pressure and getting them on the counter. Um, how do you see that one going, mate?
2: Yeah, I think he said it in the last in the last uh, game that we played against Leipzig. He said if if you want Liverpool to bounce back, you'd be thinking to yourself, well, what type of team will help Liverpool to bounce back the best? Well, you want a team where they're a little bit leaky at the back, where they make a, a lot of mistakes, and where they press on the front foot and leave themselves open. Um, and that's exactly as I believe team that Leipzig are, and they're going to be even more so in this next game. Yes, it's it's still being in the same ground in Budapest there. Um, but Leipzig are going to be coming out to try and get goals. So what you're going to see is a Leipzig team who are very, very leaky in their back four, that have a very, very sort of young and naive centre-back parent that that look very nervous and a team that are going to be trying to fly forward every chance they get. I think Liverpool's best chances to do what <laughs> Liverpool do best is to sit back, let them come at us and then catch them on the break and go for it. Um and that's what I hope that we'd see out of Liverpool. I think we've got enough, even with the, the players that we've currently got, we've got enough that we should be able to sit back and soak up a bit of pressure, whether it be with Fabinho at the back, or whether it be with Nath Phillips or Rhys Williams or whoever. Uh, and for me, just as a little side point, I would be bringing Reese Williams back in for one of these games because he's young and I think he's still suffering a little bit with a little bit of nerves after yeah. the mistakes that he's made. And, this is, these games are the perfect chance for them to rectify that. So I would be bringing them back in and maybe even playing him and Nat Phillips at the back and, and just giving them a chance. The young, the hungry, why, why not give them a go in one of the games and put Fabino sitting in front of them to help them out and play like that?
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I'd be firing them in. Um, for me, I'd probably fire Nat Phillips as well. He hasn't made, made a Champions League pre but what better way than 2-0 two, two up? Yeah. Um, I think it's important that we score first. If you score first, it's three nil on aggregates. They've got they've got to score what? Four. Um, also the 3 they've got to score three themselves, which I, I don't see us conceding three. Um so yeah, I think it's important that we get the first goal, see the tie out, because as it's still two nil, you just know no matter what, even 80-85, if it's nil 80, nil, 85 minutes, you know, they get a goal, you're like, Oh no, here we go. We've got we've got to defend perfectly for next. 10-15 minutes and even before i have to get a goal before that again you're thinking oh no we always likely to concede yet it, our mindset is Liverpool fans has just changed so for me get through the tie I don't care how I would take penalties right now <laughs> um, if it meant we were going through you know um, and that's turn 2 up. get through the tie we're in the last eight get a bit of momentum in the league and let's uh, let's revive our season because Christmas Christmas period is very very important in every football season and it just went wrong for us. Simple as that. Um, not went right. It just gone from bad to worse to worse. Now we're in a crisis. We've got this little glimmer of hope in the Champions League because at the Champions League right now, what would you be? What would you be happy about? You just be like, oh no, we're laughing stuck because we are. Um, but I hope that we get the first goal against Leipzig and I can see us. I can see us conceding, so I think we've got to score. I think it's a simple case of we score more than Leipzig, than, you know, and, and, we're, and we're through. Or we score, <laughs> we score you know, they score more than us, but not two more, which is what they need to do. So I think it's that simple. Um, and just get through. And then, as I say, get through the last eight. Anything can happen really then. Yeah. Um, every team won't want to play Liverpool. But um, things need to change, and things need to change quickly. Otherwise, this season could just go absolutely under. But let's hope that this time next week we're discussing the victory against Fulham and we're discussing the victory against Leipzig. Um, we've got things to build on because um, we've got some big, big games coming up. And uh, Notice me, I think we've got Manchester United coming up soon and um, I think Arsenal as well actually coming up re- in the coming week. So we've got big games coming up that are, again could kill our season. So uh, I'm trying not to be too kind of sad or doomy or gloomy but it is isn't the stage now where it's squeaky bum time isn't Danny it's like things have got to go for us otherwise you could be you could, we could be sitting here at the end of the season doing a podcast last season Champions this season 10th trophyless and yeah. that's just something yeah. we don't want isn't it do you know
2: exactly and I think the Champions League as we've seen with a lot of other teams you look at the likes of Atletico Madrid and, and teams like that um, it can really help to, to springboard a season if you do well and if you've got something to hang on to that you can turn around to your team and say, "Oh wait, there a I minute! Mean, people are saying we're having a rubbish season, but we're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League." Stuff like that can can help to springboard the team and give them a bit of momentum. As you said, we've got a hard run. You think we've got we've got like we've got Fulham and Leipzig, but then after the Leipzig game, we've got Wolves away, Arsenal away, Villa at home, Leeds away. Newcastle at home and then Man United away. The big, big running, because even you think the Newcastle game is probably the most winnable game, but at the same time, Newcastle... Not now, not now. (laughs) Yeah, Newcastle are fighting, so they're going to be coming out all guns blazing. They've got something to fight for there. They're they're dropping down um, into that, towards that relegation zone. So they're going to be fighting and they've got something to play for. So we've got a hard run in the games coming all the way through to the 1st of May. So we've really got to use this Champions League game as a springboard and hopefully we can do that uh, and start to reignite this season because I think going from as much as, as we've been amazing over the last four years if we finish Champions last season and then finish somewhere towards mid table this season, that is, a, that is a big drop that's going to be hard to recover from.
0: Yeah, well I couldn't agree more and uh, for people that don't know me too well, I'm a massive, massive tennis fan so if we start being really, really crap in the next month, I might just start looking forward to Wimbledon. <laughs> That's all I can say. But yeah, I mean, kind of before we go down, I think it's one of these things, we're in a situation as Liverpool fans and as football fans where because the world the way it is and things might be getting a bit better and we'll come out of lockdown stuff, there's been such an emphasis on football at the moment. And uh, everyone's talking about the tools you see in social media, it's all you chat When you do see someone it's all you really can chat about because there's nothing else to chat about. So it's kind of really become this like real pressure pot of like it's worse when you lose, it's better when you win. And I think if we, we go any worse than what we're going at the moment, it's just going to be impossible to to, um, to not get sucked into the, the things that I get saying about Liverpool on social media and just not feel a little bit depressed about it. So I'm praying and I'm hoping. That will go on all right um, What well, I will ask you that quickly before we go Danny It's just a prediction in the Leipzig match And I'll give you mine then
2: uh, I think we're going to sit back I think we're going to defend I I would be happy with a 1-0 And I, I can't see Leipzig Scoring against us I think they'll have a good go But I can't see them scoring I'm going to say 1-0 Liverpool
0: Right, I'm going to go for one all. I do see them scoring But I see us scoring 2 um, But let's see what happens I do know we've got um, a discussion point next week as Jürgen Klopp, I think rumours go around and say that he, he, what, he's going to refuse his players to go on international duty if they have to isolate, which is something to kind of talk about. Mm. Um, it's something a bit different to talk about the people getting beat. <laughs> so uh, we, can, we can chat about that next week. Um, but yeah, so I said, I said last week on the pod, I'd love to be getting four points, if not six, but at least we need three out of the, the two games which we've got. Um, but let's hope that next week we're, we're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League which is, you say, is something to build on, and we've got a victory in the Premier League. But in the meantime, thanks for listening to Amo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring